Well, hello. I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosenwalk. And, and this, this is Married, married to Hollywood. Hollywood, where we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly about being married to each other and the industry. Hello. Hello. I love the little shoulder thing you're doing. I don't know. I'm just, just feeling it. In you're you're feeling it. I love it. How are you? I'm good. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving. When you guys hear this, it'll be Thanksgiving. What are you grateful for? I'm grateful. Beat you to it. You did. I'm grateful for a lot, even in 2020. Um, I'm grateful for family. I'm grateful for you, Lila, and the support that we've had these last yeah. five months. It's about to be five months. And just grateful for health. That makes even more meaning this year. What about you? Um, I was saying this yesterday that in a weird way, and I'm not grateful for all the losses that COVID has created as far as financially people losing loved ones. Um, but I'm actually grateful that COVID happened when it happened because I was headed for an emotional and mental breakdown. Mm. I don't know when it would have happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, could have been same time frame. Could have been in two, three, four, five years, 10 years. I think that we were uniquely positioned to deal with what happened and is currently still happening with me because we're here. We have the support, immediate support of your parents by living with them. Yeah. Uh, the help with Lila, but the financial and emotional support that your parents and our parents, my parents as well have offered and the backstop of all of that. I think living here with your family through this personal, emotional um, upheaval is like, I'm so grateful for that because I don't know that I would have bounced back as well or you would have been as capable of standing. um, Not that you weren't capable of being my rock because you are my rock, but like you wouldn't have had the fail safe of your parents here with you to be the support system that I needed. So thank you. Oh, honey. But honestly, thank you. I love you too. I'm grateful that we have each other and our little Mm -hmm. family when not everyone else is as lucky as we are. And I I think this is one of those moments that I'll actually like sit in it and marinate over the fact that we are the lucky ones. We are. And as hard as our life can be sometimes, we're really blessed. And I think that's an important thing for people. Um, If anything has been a theme of this year, we need to acknowledge our privilege. Yeah. And I think that we are a privileged few that had a family that they could go run home to during the financial struggles. Yeah. And, uh, and a family that has really just been so incredibly supportive. So I'm thankful for that. Oh, that is beautiful. Thanks, boo. And what else are you thankful for? What's like about to happen? Well, well, we're under contract on my first Ah! listing. So that's, um, that. I'm so proud of you. Well, okay. We're not there yet. Okay. 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 (laughs) But going to that next step is. Yes. So we finished open houses. We were on market for five days. We ended up with four offers all over asking. Yeah. Um, and, uh, my sellers picked what they thought was the best option for their family, all things considered. And, you know, give them all the information and now we're under contract and we're figuring all that out. But. Yep. Once all the contingencies drop off, uh, hopefully we'll have a, it should hopefully close on Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve. So that's that, seems, that seems auspicious. That is. Yeah. 
Oh, I love that. I know it it's weird saying Christmas that as a Jew, Eve. that Christmas Eve okay, is so meaningful. So there's a thing about Christmas. It's a very American holiday at this yes, point. Yes, and I know you and I have talked about it. It's just, it's family. <laughs> I do see what you did yeah, there. Yeah, you see what I did there? It's smart. <laughs> Set, very, very smart. Setting up today's topic, the holiday. <laughs> but, okay, well, before we get to the holiday, okay. although that was, no, 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 that well, was yeah, fabulous, but we are, we are going to review the holiday yeah. um, today. Um but no, there's something about Christmas, the holidays in general, but even though we're Jewish, there's something magical about Christmas Eve. Yeah. This will be, I guess, the first one without Robin Miranda, because oh. we're always with them on Christmas Eve. Okay, well, we need to figure out so how to we'll Zoom So we'll have to Zoom, you guys. That. We yeah. love you, because we, we've had a standing tradition for years. Very important. Years. We always do Christmas Eve with them. Um, and then Christmas Day. You know, for us, it's Chinese food in a movie, and that is a very stereotypical Jewish Christmas, <laughs> but there's there's something about it, and I do think that is a beautiful sign that your first listing and the first sale and the first home, yeah, it closes on Christmas Eve. There's something well, magical about there that. There is. I think I think what's really I and I was I think I was explaining this to you. I don't know when, but it's like the most important thing for me um, has in sales has always been does the end user. Or is my end client happy and better off as a result of the interaction? Mm. Have I taken advantage of them? Mm -hmm. Um, Or are they in a better place by their purchase or by their sale? And I think that that'll be the end of the thing that'll define my career in sales. um, You know, eventually in film sales too, is like, is the thing that I'm selling going to make the world a better place? Even in a tiny little, like uh, like a drop in the bucket. Yes, yeah. the sale of an individual home is not going to change the world. But if it really helps a family through retirement, that's I was awesome. I going to say, yeah, no, it, it could. You know, a silly rom-com that will be sold, that'll help sell one day, or a, uh, or a horror film, will that change the world? No, but it could give the platform to an actor, or an actress, a writer, a director, whose voice and vision one day can. Can get heard and seen. And that's yeah. the beauty of art. And one of the cool aspects of sales to think about is like, if you're a salesperson, you can always be a salesperson. Yep. Um, but it's important that the things that you sell, you stand behind yeah. and that you can stand for. And um, one of the things that really impresses me about real estate is you're making these huge decisions for people. Well, you're making, you're helping them make them, but it's like, you're really just, sorry to undercut myself, but you really just spend 60 hours in a course, take a test, (laughs) spend a few thousand dollars to uh, get all your your licenses and everything. And then you're up there wheeling and dealing, making hundred thousand dollars, million dollar, tens of million dollars decisions for people or with them. And it's like, oh yeah, no, I can do this. Okay, cool. It's a confidence thing of, I got this. You had, and if it's too much for me to share, you can always stop me. Uh, no specifics. No, no, no. Okay, I won't, I won't go specifics. But there is there is a moment when you're dealing with this that you realize for the first time while doing this first deal of, there's only one person who gets the offer yeah. or an accepted offer. And watching you go through that, because we were in the office oh, and I was yeah. working. Yeah, and it you, felt like you I just, was... It, 
Yeah. yeah, I felt like I was breaking up with people <laughs> when I was letting them know their offer is the not going to win. That the going to win. And it was this thing of, how do I how do I do this? And I don't want to... It was just another aspect of it you hadn't but, fully But in an interesting way, it's yet. like um, there's a parallel to to casting in yes, that first back. that's respect, what we were talking about. That... Um, you know, as a having only really been on one side of the uh, one side of the camera, and a few, but a few times sitting on the casting perspective, when it, it fits, it fits, and you right. just know it. Only one person's gonna get the and job. only one person's gonna get the part. Yeah. But at the end of the day, your opinion as a casting agent uh-huh. is going to get overridden by the producers. Yep. You say what you say. You make sure you you tell them what you think is best for the film, best educated uh, decision. And they're going to make the choice they want. Yep. And you're going to have to let the actor know that they have been released from their avail or they're, they're released from their pin. going a different direction. Or... They're going a different direction. Yep. And when I said to you, yeah, I guess I'll just have to <laughs> let them know that we're going another direction. You're like, it's no, not wait, a... No, no, that's that's an, a, that's a whole, that's a casting phrase. And I was like, <laughs> no, they actually say that. It's just a sales phrase. Yeah. We're just so used to that of hearing if you don't yeah. get the part and you're on avail, they've oh, gone yeah. the other gone direction. Gone another direction. Yeah. So I just, I, I wanted to mention that because I just watching your face and being in the room with you while you were handling that and you were waiting to hear from your, the people that you work with being like, how do you mention this? It <laughs> how was, do you break up with people? It was really neat to watch you handle that, which I really liked. Um, so this week, the AMAs happened, um, the Music <laughs> Awards, American Music Awards, and I, I didn't watch the awards, but I did... Didn't the Grammy nominees just come out? That's why. Yep, oh, okay. that's where this is going. So Jennifer Lopez did this incredible performance that is being compared to Beyonce and GC's performance from 2013 from their tour, and it was causing kind of this controversy because some of it was so similar, but she was also just so incredible. Watch the performance. It's really cool. Um, but The weekend won so many... And AMAs? then was completely snubbed at the Grammys. He wasn't even nominated. Interesting. Which I just thought was really fascinating. I am, and I will be the first to admit, when it comes to the award shows, the Grammys was the first one I kind of stopped watching years ago. I don't follow it the way I used to. I was looking at this list of nominees and realized I don't know. I'm so almost embarrassed to say it. 85% that's why, uh, percent listen to the of the artists pop, who the are... The pop station on Spotify. Yeah. I was like, whoa. <laughs> so I can try to I don't keep up with current music. any of you guys. I need to get better about that because I'm also a singer-songwriter, but I have not been keeping up with who is releasing music right now because I am with Lila or listening to audiobooks or sitting at the piano. I'm not listening to radio. I'm not listening to songs. I'm not, you know. So I need to be better about that. But it made me think of how it can happen in any aspect of the industry, whether it's music, film, TV, because there are times where actors win the globe and then don't get the Oscar nod. Yeah. Or, and it's just really interesting. because It's all politics. It's all politics. Yeah. So I'm curious as to what happened with The weekend, And then Nicki Minaj came out saying uh, how she was kind of forced to keep quiet, how when she was up for all those Grammys of her first year and she had seven songs charting, they didn't give her the best new artist, they gave it to the white guy. And she finally came out like yesterday or today and said that. Um, Who won that year? I'm blinking. Oh, okay. But I, based on what she said, and it was like, it should, like, why do you do this? What are the politics behind it? And I know you've always had an issue with the large award shows because of the politics oh, too. Oh, 100%. And most of the time, the people who deserve it really do get it. And it's no, still a dream of they're mine. They're always bought. It's still a dream of mine though to, to win and truly win some of those <laughs> big awards. But... The politics behind it are so interesting. Do yourself a favor. Get on LinkedIn, because I know you're not really active on LinkedIn. No, I'm not. 
Um, I have an account. Build a profile. Uh, because of the way my profile is, because I've got a kind of mix of sales and production, mm-hmm. I end up getting notices that uh, HBO is hiring for an awards producer. Um, well, yeah, you they wine and dine, and I mean, yeah. But literally, your job That's is a to, job. and you have a seasonal employment for award season to try to get HBO to wins. get HBO shows. Wow! Not only yeah, not only wins, but specific shows for specific yeah. categories. Yeah, like you're gonna want to make sure that. Watchmen gets like, um, I mean, I feel like that season's passed for that, but like all of these different awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, but it, and it's not to say that Regina King doesn't reserve the rewards. She's right. No, that's what I'm saying. Given. She, my God, deserved it. But it's not that. It's not so much the acting categories um, uh, on that side uh, or the technical things. It's really the big categories like um, film. Film. Oh, maybe even actor. But, uh, actor. but the Grammys, um, because I don't know the music industry super well. Yeah, I'm not I'm not as versed as I used to be. I would say that it is one thousand percent political. One hundred percent, thousand gajillion percent, because that is such a wide ranging, diverse industry as far as diverse of influence. They've also added a bunch of categories, though. So there are many more. It's much more than it used to be as far as the genres and inclusivity and all of that, which is also surprising why The weekend got snubbed. So I'm just, I'm, I'm just curious. I don't know if any of you guys have any opinions yeah. of well, this. I'm but also just like curious as to what it, happened. All that could happen is somebody has a grudge. Isn't that sad? Yeah. Well, no, like when I was talking to a producer who said that Billie Eilish was basically a flash in the pan. And I was like, you really think you that? You really think and that? And he's got 10 or 15 Grammys and yeah. And everyone's entitled to their own opinion. And a huge, a huge, up. She's up huge artist. But he basically said that it's her, it's because of her brother and she needs other producers. She needs to get away from her brother to really develop and grow mm. if she's going to have staying power. And I was like, I mean, that's a much more educated he has a much more educated opinion than I do because I don't know anything. Yeah. Comparatively, other than being a consumer of music and liking what I like. Right. But he sees behind everything. And he he gave up his tickets to the Grammys years ago. Still gets them every year and just gives them away because he doesn't think there's any point in going. Wow. Yeah. And I, I mean, no offense to the Grammys. I still would love, love, love to... Oh, I'd be I, happy to go. Right. I would have had gladly go taken his tickets. Go and perform them. Right. I, I mean, oh my gosh. But that is the award show that they just, I feel like they need to up their game. Is that the way to say it? I don't know. They need to um, just kind of, I don't know. But I'm curious and just, con- and congratulations to all the nominees. And well, I'd be very I'm curious. Gonna, uh, you know, look to see who wins. What will eventually happen with um, the importance of transparency if, because of social media? Yeah. Um, and of course, like this next era of social media where we're aware of its ability to manipulate us. Mm-hmm. If, Award shows like that are going to have to be a little bit more transparent yeah. about their nominating and I don't know awards process. I don't know because if like yeah. if if you say like well there are these a uh, thousand people in our nomination committee who have been wined and dined by <laughs> all of the top people <laughs> in the industry, it's like yeah. well, is that really authentic? Like, is the weekend really deserving of all those AMAs, or did his Stat, uh, did his team just wind down all those people? I don't know the weekend's music well. 
But what I do know, he's freaking phenomenal. Oh, yeah, he's very talented. So, I mean, I'm just very, very, very surprised by the snub. Uh, And I just wanted to put that out there. Um, Before we get to the holiday and our fun little review, I do want to talk about something that's uh, sad, but it's been weighing on my mind. What's up? So, these last few weeks, there have been many posts. There's been infant loss, pregnancy loss, and then there was National Adoption Day, and they happened very close together. Um, And Chrissy Teigen and John Legend sadly lost their baby boy, Jack, uh, a few weeks ago, and it made this public stir. I think we briefly talked about it, or did we not talk about it? I thought we did. Okay, yeah, about how people were being so disgusting with the comments of, why are you posting about this? And it's like, let them grieve how you want to grieve. Like, oh my gosh, they've lost a child. Christina Perry, who's a singer, um, she just lost her daughter after a hospital stay. Um, And she also posted a photo. She's holding the baby's hand, and it's it's heartbreaking. And I, oh, here, I broke down. Of course. When I read it yesterday. And there's just, it's, it happens to so many people, and it's this taboo, and no one talks about it, and then they're isolated. But it's this, it's this thing. And as we're talking about baby number two, I can't help but just be filled with fear of it all around so much more because people are talking about it, which is good. But it's instilling this, this, this fear and just how lucky we are with how it went with Lila. Yeah. And just the the fear of the unknown. Of course. Fear of the unknown and the realities of generations upon generations of families that have suffered in silence. It's kind of terrifying. And we have many dear, dear friends who have also dealt with this. Loss of pregnancy, loss of young children. Yeah. And it's, it's horrible and it's, it's a part of life, but it's terrible. But for some reason, and I think part of it is pandemic, part of it is just this life change we're in. Um, Talking about number two, it's just normally when I read celeb news, even if it's something as horrible as a child loss, you know, you you're you're sad and you kind of send out, I'm not one to pray. And I totally said something last night, like out loud when I was in the bathroom and it surprised me because I don't do that. And I was really surprised as to where it came from and how it felt and my heart just broke for them. That's beautiful, honey. I'm so sorry you feel so not sorry. I'm I'm I empathize greatly with the fact that you're so stirred by this. I think that generally with celebrity news there's such like a distance between um the normal people and right. them that the way that COVID has kind of kind of leveled the playing field for everyone and the way social media has allowed us all to feel so much more interconnected. Yeah. That's a positive thing. It is. Because that means you're, um, there's an energy to love and putting it out into the world and sending thoughts and prayers, though that doesn't fix certain issues, is still a beautiful thing. Right. And then it backs right up to National Adoption Day, which of course makes me think of you. Why? And and then uh, my friend Jen Lilly, our friend Jen Lilly, um, who has been such an advocate for uh, foster foster yeah. children and, and she's adopted the two and then she gave birth to Julie last year and the second adoption just finally went through which oh. is amazing uh, just in time for the holidays they, they've been able to post pictures of his face so welcome to their family little Jeffrey you are you are their son um, and just how beautiful that is and I know you and I have talked about possibly adopting in the future as well yes. and so just kind of having 
those two things of seeing everyone's newsfeed flooded with their stories of their loss, then the celebrity news, and then adoption day, it's just been on my heart. And I just wanted to Thanks for sharing. talk about that for a minute. How do you feel about National Adoption Day? I'm not aware that it's a thing. I didn't really know it was a thing till last year, but it was like two days ago or three days ago. National Adoption Day is as a, a thing. As a child of adoption, I think that our foster care system is incredibly, terribly, criminally underfunded. Yeah. Um, I think adoption is such a taboo. Um, there, I have so many opinions. I, yeah. I, I just think that um, we put such an unhealthy onus on a woman to carry a child and such an unhealthy responsibility on a family to be formed via procreation that that's the, like, that's the best way. And if you have to, I guess you can adopt. Right, putting and, that at a lower... And it's like, well, no. Oh, this is how we're going to have our children because mm-hmm. this is how we're going to have our children. It's the same way that, like... I, I think that it's one of those taboos that's, um, uh, I don't want to liken it to something like um, accepting of like um, gay marriage or something like that because it, it's not. Uh, I'm struggling for an, an analogy to it, but my personal experience with it is that being an adopted kid, it can make you feel special and less than all at the, at same, the same time. time. And it's really, yeah. really important for families that are struggling with conceiving to understand that adoption isn't a lesser option. It's just another option. Yeah. Uh, and if you really want children, you want to bring love into your world, understand that just like conceiving a child, adoptive children carry risk, carry damage, carry health concerns, carry mental mental health issues. Just because you carry a child, it doesn't mean it's going to be any easier. Right. You know, uh, adopting a child, they're your child. Yep. Carrying a child, they're your child. Yep. How you show up as a parent is what's going to determine how their life goes. Yeah. And uh, I'm very lucky that my parents showed up the way they did because I had yeah. a very good childhood. Um, you know, every kid has complaints about their childhood. But, of uh, course. But you do talk I a lot a very about charmed how childhood. you were adopted at two days old. So it could lucky. have gone a very yeah. different way. I could have been stuck in foster care. Yeah. I could have been... In the system, um, and I could have been in and out of homes until I was eighteen. And right. yeah, there, there's all uh, I could have. I could have been a chess prodigy, um, <laughs> like the Queen's Gambit. It's so good. I'm mad at my parents for adopting me at the age they adopted me because I could have been a chess you prodigy. Could have been a chess prodigy. I could have had a pill and drinking <laughs> problem. Oh well, I still had them. So oh, is that a badum ching or? <laughs> I guess, no, I mean I'm 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 good now, but uh. Yeah. But I was just curious. I mean, I know you and I have talked about it a little, but I just, it's just, I found it so interesting that the child and infant loss remembrance day is right by national adoption day. And I don't know if I saw that last year and it didn't connect, but it connected this year. And I went, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then adorable Lila, just cause we have to do a quick little adorable Lila. She learned the term cutie patootie this week. And she goes, I'm a cutie patootie. And I posted something. I don't post about her much because I try not to. And of course, you don't just want to put everything about your child online. But I posted a video this morning that I took of her last night where it looks like she is the host of QVC or HSN 
and selling a a coffee maker and it is the cutest little video and it just warms my heart and just to see her growing like this and speaking and her opinions just every week she just continues to boggle our minds yeah she's a joy she really is yeah, and i'm gonna lucky. get her a snowsuit and snow boots and snow pants because we realized and hanukkah sweaters and hanukkah and, sweaters and matching hanukkah pajamas and well, we got the matching hanukkah pajamas but i'm gonna get us the matching hanukkah sweaters one day we're gonna talk about a budget <laughs> We are actively talking about a budget. That is actually a thing we talk about a lot. We should do a whole episode about that. We're, we're that talking is a about a budget. Yes. We're talking about talking it's about intense. a budget, but we're not it's actually intense. budgeting, which I think is a concern. Yes, yes. No, December, we're going to be tighter. So because January 1st, we are like gung-ho on a super, super very strict budget because of other factors that we're not going to get into right now. But because <laughs> that really could just go down a whole nother rabbit hole. Um, but yeah, no, that's. That's kind of just kind of the little points I wanted to hit before. The holiday. The holiday. We are going to do a movie review today. I think starting in the new year, we'll finally do the separate, you know, channels or however we're going to do it. I know you read this synopsis or like the log line last week. Yes. I just want to read it again. Read it again. The the holiday starring Emma Roberts and Luke Bracey. Mm -hmm. Fed up with being single on the holidays. Two strangers agree to be each other's platonic plus ones all year long only to catch real feelings along the way i don't think that music ever (laughs) is involved in this film no don't you remember when we'd go across billboards and we had to like say it in that yeah yeah yeah, i do i do yes that's Um, that's where i was going so So what did you think give me the, the your general viewpoint first before we dig in what did you think of the holiday you first I, well, considering you're talking to me, I figured I'd go first. Um, (laughs) I think that um, the best performance was Kristen Chenoweth's. Yes. I think the um, writing was, like, they had two-thirds of a good movie. Yeah. Um, It was a character, I just... Movies like this consistently disappoint me because I think that everything that's already been done has been done to death. Mm -hmm. That when you try to turn something on its ear like they did by making it a little bit more raunchy and by having them curse a lot more Mm -hmm. and by... I just was kind of like a little let down. Um, I thought it was going to be bad. It wasn't nearly as bad as I thought. It wasn't as bad as we were expecting. But a lot of the characters... It actually had some pretty good moments. Yeah, but a lot of the characters were just straight 2D expositional moving stuff along. And to me, it's like, if you do that as an actor, it's lazy acting. I understand writers doing that, but that's their job. Their job is to move the story along. Our job as actors is to... Tell an actual story. Yeah. Even if your lines don't tell a story, <laughs> it's your job to tell a story tell with a story. your lines. Yeah. yeah. I wanted your opinion. to love it. I wanted you to. You seemed much more disappointed than I was. I was because the components were all there and I was just not invested and I wanted to be. I wanted to like it so much more than I did that I really kept giving it the benefit of the doubt and I really kept trying to get into it and it just let me down, but it was fun. It was enjoyable. There were moments that were actually hysterical. Um, Emma and Luke both had great chemistry. I think he's great. I know we keep saying the not Chris Hemsworth, but he is adorable, and I really found him charming. Uh, Manish Dayal, he's the guy who played Farouk. Oh, I he thought was he great. was great. He was great. He was great. Um, and then 
the third act actually wound up pulling me in a little bit. And I went, oh, I think it actually might redeem itself. It's going to be cheesy. It's going to have this. It had two end of second acts. And yeah, because it's like, oh, entering third act. And 15 minutes later, you were like, oh. Oh, it just did it again. Now we're really entering the third act. Because I think what what the film struggled with is it, Emma Roberts is the lead of the film. Yeah. But they tried to also make Luke. The uh, lead. The lead of the film. Uh, pardon me. Sloan is the lead of the film. They also tried to make Jackson the lead of the film. Yes. But they, because by like they were like trying to show the mirror images of their stories, again, similar problem that we ran into with um, Love Guaranteed. They're not likable. They're not, yes. Why? You said that right at the beginning. You went, oh no, the meat cute was actually The meat cute was brilliant. Perfect. But- they did a great job, and the 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 small day player who was just funny in line with them. Yeah, she was great. She was great. She's she Good stole that scene. She managed to steal <laughs> the scene of their meet cute. Yes, she did. Um, but then, like you said, right at the end, it lost you completely because you thought he did that irredeemable. Oh yeah, no. Emma Roberts has this huge like. The cliche, supposedly, character up on the stage with a microphone, with the microphone, in front with the of a bunch of choir and, and Santas, and, and let out her heart and tell him how she really feels. You know, one of these big cliche rom com moments. And then he like fake walks away. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Sort of said that beforehand. But then he quickly doubles back, doubles back with a smile, and everybody claps. But, but, but the turning, the turn pissed you off. He, yeah, it like, did. You because, actually got because upset. A, cr- a crowd full of people, if. If we were in a crowd full of people and you got up on a mic and professed your love to me as I was like down the hallway of a mall, some guy or girl is going to be like, honey, I'll date you. Right. In that, in the gap of me turning to be cheeky. And it's like, what's the problem with that is that he's also been the one who's had more of an emotional arc. Yes. And then you turn him into this caricature. It's like, no, 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 guys, you... And they were trying to do it tongue in cheek style. They were trying to be cute about it, but it didn't come across that way. And we were watching this one with my parents and my dad, he kept like rolling his eyes and looking at us. We're like, we know, but then it had moments. The dirty dancing scene at New Year's was actually pretty funny. That was funny. That was funny. Um, No, there were great moments. But in that moment when he turned, you and my mom both went, what? Like it, it, I just watched both of you. Yeah. You're so annoyed. You just you just lost you the, lost well and the thing is to me like that's writing I see this as the writer is Tiffany Paulson I don't know if she's actually the writer that wrote the scene um, she's the writer credit um, I see them thinking oh wouldn't it be cool if we did this mm. well, you can tell the actor wasn't committed to it because he wasn't it was kind of like All right, and this is when I turn. And, and now I'm going to put a cute, back. coy smile on and, and turn back. I and mean, he, he, he was cute about it. He acted it. And it's yes, like, he did if you're it. actually moved by the person that you love and have over the last year fallen head over heels in love with, there's no way when they're they pour their heart out in public that you're going to, like, okay, to Fake be fair, out. I have a very glib sense of humor. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. And I am like, <laughs> I have a mean sense of humor. That yeah, was just, yeah. that was mean. It was. It was mean. It was embarrassing. It was a mean moment. That, and then, you know, then he turns and he runs and they kiss and it's great. But, but it just, something was to me, that's a taken thing, away. To me, that's a thing your relationship's going to have to overcome. Yeah. 
Like you're going to have to overcome that time where she threw herself out there and you let her fall almost to the ground on the trust fall, but you caught her. Before you caught her. Yeah. Yeah. But her tush still hit the ground on the trust fall. It did. She still knows that she hit the ground and you picked her up. And it's like, I don't know if I can trust you with my heart forever. Um, I, I thought, as we're talking about it, I'm realizing, I think they tried to do like a kind of flip-flop a traditional character arcs where mm-hmm. it's like um, Luke Bracey's character, Jackson, went on the traditional woman's arc and Sloan went on the traditional yeah. men's arc. Yeah, they kind of did. Um, they kind of did. But they also aren't, like, like the characters aren't redeemed because they're still not good people. They're, they're, tr- not, they're not bad people. But they're not like... But they're not what you would imagine for the leading... I wanted rom-com. I wanted her to end up with um, Farouk. I know, you were really rooting for Farouk. Farouk was a good, jo- good yeah. guy. And the more interesting story of the whole film is Aunt Susan, which is Kristen Chenoweth's character. I loved her in this. Like, her arc... I loved her in this. Her arc... Yeah. She had a real... the best story yeah. in the film yeah. because she's supposed to kind of mirror Emma Roberts' character and she's basically Emma Roberts 20 25 years yeah she's later f- doing yeah. the same thing she gets Emma Roberts Sloan Sloan gets the idea of the holiday from yeah. her aunt cuz her aunt's the one who was doing it but the aunt brings a different one each time and it's really it's very comical how she shows up at these different functions. Tell you what though that New Year's Eve party gave me anxiety cuz I'm not I'm not comfortable seeing that many people in a room together. Right yes. Now. <laughs> You said that with COVID. Yeah, what was, was the... Like, I know. Well, I just I just think it's funny. I, I feel like um, I'm looking forward to movies about this time in life so we can judge them being like, that's... No, there weren't there's even too many, people in the there's room. There's too many people in the room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's not a movie about 2020. No, no. So you were starting to say before we started shooting, or shooting, recording, that this was trash. And I went... Mm. It's recycling. It, this one's not trash. It's, it's not, recycling. It's better than trash. It's recycling. They they tell a story that's been told before, but they do tell it in a slightly different way. And there yeah. were moments that totally worked. It's it's fun. I, I just again, it's, it's like enjoyable. I, but I wanted to love it and did not. She's really good at her job. She's great at her job. She. The thing is, is like with these movies, I want I want a little bit more of the, like the exposition of her. Her ex being this gorgeous French modely guy, mm-hmm. I thought that like I thought those whole scenes were cute. But again, it's like these two are impossibly attractive people. Yeah, can we stop Hollywood? Can we stop pretending like the leads of our romantic comedies when we're juxtaposing them against other ridiculously beautiful <laughs> people yeah. are somehow Not normal, normally attractive? That's like. The reason why this guy is not Average. Chris Hemsworth is because he's just another Australian actor who's who's gorgeous, gorgeous. and Emma Roberts gorgeous. is gorgeous yeah. and impossibly thin. Yeah, you said that like three times through she's the, during teeny. the love scene. He kept being like, she "She's looks, so small." It looks she's like she's so maybe tiny. the width of my neck at and her I waist. I kept telling him, "Shush," because they were having this love scene that was actually well shot and oh, well yeah. done. Like it was actually a very, very well sexy. done scene when they finally got yeah. to it. And he just kept being like. But look how skinny she looks. And I was like, shh, I'm not judging her. I'm not judging her for being thin. I think that she's gorgeous. No, no, she is. It's she that, is. It's like standards. And she's like, like about to give birth any second in real life. She's about to have a baby boy. Aw. Yeah. I think that the the standards that Hollywood communicates, the responsibility that Hollywood communicates about what you should be seeking from a relationship, yeah. and what you should find beautiful within yourself as things. Um, obviously, you know, it's Hollywood. 
It's you need pretty people on camera. Hollywood. People are going to prefer pretty Watch people on camera. But I would like to see that the pretty white person could end up with the pretty person of color and it not be a token situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I can appreciate that. I like, can appreciate that. And that's that. actually why I think that... Um, Her winding up with Farouk would have been... It, uh, more redemptive. Yeah. I, I don't think... I don't... I don't think her arc was... I don't think she was redeemed. I don't think he was redeemed. I guess, do they then, once they are together, redeem each other and themselves past the film? Is that like what they're supposed to... If your movie needs to have an epilogue to finish <laughs> its story... No, you know what I mean, though. Sometimes a movie no, ends and you just know they're going to no, live that, happily ever after. But, that's, off into but the, that's one of the problems. I mean, that's one of the problems with superhero films is that you almost need the end credit sequence or you almost need the sequel to, to finish the, the story. Yeah. And that's one, of the, that's one of the really big problems with the DC universe, but we can talk about that another day. Yeah. Um, I thought Francis Fisher ending up with... Um, I loved that. The dad from... Uh, um, Wonder Years. Wonder Years So was the great. last uh, holiday that the aunt brings around is the dad from the Wonder Years, and he... Wally. His Wally. Na- the actor's name is Dan Loria. Yes. And, and he and Sloane's mom do wind up together, and that was very, very, very sweet. That was right at the end of it, too. That was just like the last 10, 15 minutes, but it, that I loved. Very curious relationship in that movie was York and Liz, uh, the couple that got married. Yeah. So Jake Manley, who we love from the Order TV show on Netflix. Yes. We were like, Cynthia, why do we know him? And Cynthia Wu. Um, you had an issue. I thought she was written terribly. Yeah. I thought she also was just like... Really trying to hit those lines. Yeah, it might have just been the way it was written, like you said, but or directed, or directed, and then also, you know, as an actor, yeah. at a certain point, it's like, okay, well, that was your best take. Yeah, that was the that was the their story. That couple is not going to turn out okay. You do worry about that couple, um, although at the wedding, that scene where the father daughter dance and that song. That was, was hilarious. That was hilarious. That was funny. There were, there really were moments. And the fact of this. that your parents didn't get why that was awful, and we were like, the songs. No, 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 no. It's not that they didn't get it. It just it took them a minute. Yeah. My mom just I'll didn't recognize. I love to you <laughs> like you want And it's me the father daughter dance. Everyone's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Go stop this. Go stop this right now. And they look at the DJ like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um. So there, there were, there were definite moments. Uh, it's I've got not concerns one. about Jessica Cabshaw and Alex Moffat's relationship, oh, the relationship yeah. to Abby and Peter, where yeah, like the the dad yeah. that is basically absent from his marriage in order to be a father, which means that the mother is kind of an absent wife and absent mother. No, she was saying she's there all the time. So is she he. is, but then he lets her go to that party. Yeah, it's just that kind uh, of yeah. Like, Let's her. Did you hear that? They're never they're her. never present for each other. They're only right. present for, for their the, kids. Which is something that happens a lot yeah. in married couples. Of course. Is all of your energy goes to your kids and you forget to date each other and then the kids go to college and all of a sudden you're living with a roommate or a stranger and you're not with the kids then, all the like, time. Andrew Bachelor's character, Neil, like the the dude that played the Black Panther. The Black Panther. Oh, he was funny. He was funny. But again, caricature. Very much a caricature. And also, this is something that you need to be aware of when you're writing a film. A black guy cuckolding a white guy is a huge old trope. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. And if you don't acknowledge it. Yeah. 
they were acknowledging the fact that he's a very self-aware black man about the fact that he's black and then he's at a Halloween party dressed up as the Black Panther in just a big panther costume. Yep. So it's funny. He's his own Black Panther. He gets it. Does the whole Wakanda for everything. He, yeah, yeah. Like, he's yeah. aware. But then like, it's just... There's just certain things that I from a you. from a writing, directing, casting perspective, like is the is the check really worth it when you're not like like I was saying about sales, like is this something that was well, gonna make people smile? Right. For the right reasons or smile because the music tells them to smile. Right. Right. And then, so yeah. would you recommend this and or watch it again? I would n- not watch it again. Me too. I would I would say you'd have to be bored of five to ten movies. Like, you'd have to have rejected five to ten movies before I'd be in a place where I could put this on. I think it's worth a watch. It's... Depending if, if you're in the Definitely better than the last it. movie you reviewed. Way better. Oh, Love Guaranteed, rather. Way better. So you kind of reviewed Tuscan Sun. Way, but. way... Oh, yeah, well, Tuscan Sun. No, way better than than Love Guaranteed. Love Guaranteed. Um, and Netflix, good God, the budget for these movies. Yeah, the budget for this was like yeah. insane. I know we keep saying it, but we got to do How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. We because do. I'm so curious as to what you're going to think of that one. I'm going to destroy it. Um, I'll be kind of sad if you destroy going it. Going to set it on fire. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so that's, that's, that's what we think of the holiday. Uh, if you could give it a points review. Oh, right. Um, so just to give you an idea... Uh, it is. Oh, let me back it up over here on the indeb. <laughs> um, what was that? I don't know. Just so you know, it has a, a meta score of forty-four out of a hundred. It has a six point one out of ten on IMDb. Okay, I was gonna give it a five point seven five. Five point seven five. Okay, if we're thinking about stars, stars one, is that a five? Zero to five. Three. To three and a half. Three. Three. I think like two and three quarters to three seems fair. Okay. Um, I think, I think why I didn't like it is because I know actors yeah. that would have done a better job in the same roles yeah. who aren't yeah, yeah. given opportunities to do films like this because right. they're not in Emma Roberts. Yeah. So, um, because Emma is like so brilliantly Emma's talented, great. Yeah. and I don't really know Luke Bracey's work. Um, I'm a fan, though. I do like oh, him. Oh, he's, he's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I expect more from her. So as a result of that, I think that's probably why I liked it even less because it felt like she was phoning it in yeah. for part, parts of the movie. Like parts of the movie, you felt like this is the scene where she's connected and, mm. I, and she gets it and she's there. And then other times it's like she just showed up to eat crafty and collect a check. Right. Like, come on. Anyway, that's my opinion of like, that. Like, do better. I I just, I I think it's one of those things where we've been in and around the entertainment industry long enough that we expect so much. Yes. Ah, by the way, I know I mentioned it last week, but uh, the reason why I knew Luke and why I recognized him is because he plays the young James Marsden in The Best of Me, that Mm, movie with Michelle Monaghan, where it then goes into the past. And he, he was so charming and lovely in that too. He is wonderful and I am excited to see where his career is gonna go because he truly does have the it factor. Yeah. This movie just didn't showcase that. He did wonderfully with it, but it didn't showcase what he can do. Yeah. And that was an issue I had with it too. So that is the holiday. And tomorrow's a holiday. Will you be my holiday? 
Lifelong holiday. I'll be a lifelong holiday. Because <laughs> we're married. Because, you know, we're married. And I want to keep married to you. It's true. It's true. We even talked about breakthrough, but we'll, we'll do that next week. We're yeah. in the throes of directing the annual show at yep. the studio we do. And it's, zoom, uh, it's zoom, a lot. Zoom, zoom. But it's, it's working. It's working. So we'll talk about that more next week. Yes. But uh, let's eat because then we're jumping into rehearsal. Speaking of that. Yeah. So uh, I love you. Love you too, babe. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Give thanks. Sending love to everybody. Enjoy the holiday via Zoom and just be healthy, be smart, be safe. Yes. Um, thank you all for tuning in. Like you say, Beth. I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosewall. And, and this, this has, has been, been Married to Hollywood. Hollywood. Talk to you later. Love you. Bye. Bye. Um, wear a mask. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Stay home. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Love is love. Love is love is love. Black lives matter. Yeah. Love you. Love you. Be grateful. Love is gratitude. Bye. Bye.